Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Fields. Finally the week has come. Our plots are done. As far as we know, we've harvested all the plots that we have in the book. If you have plots out there yet that we haven't harvested, you need to let us know because somehow we forgot about them. But as far as we know, we've, we've brought the 2016 harvest to an end as far as plots are concerned. Which means now we need that big process of moving the data cards into the office as soon as you guys can so we can do the rest of the work as far as processing these plots. A number of the data cards have already been moved in or been brought in through the website. But for you guys that are just finishing up, let's make that a priority if you would so we can keep this process moving for the January-February meetings. Today we did the hand harvest of our low versus high population plot. Uh, it, we had over 23 people here counting, shelling, and weighing out over 1,500 ears. It took us five and a half hours and um, what we thought was a pretty big feat when we got done until one of the farmers helping us calculated it out and said that his combine could do what we did in five and a half hours and four and a half seconds. That kind of put us in our spot. But big, big thanks to all the volunteers who helped with that project from planting the plots to the harvesting to the data collection. The data we are actually receiving off these plots is uh, is actually changing the, the way that we look at the perspective as far as how hybrids flex and don't flex and how they get that done and how we'll look at these hybrids in the future. So some neat information coming out of that itself. Calls of, of when we can harrow this ground after we put our fall burn down on. Guys wanting to get out there and size up some residue, maybe take out some ruts with their harrows. With the, with the Banville 2-4-D mixes, you've got a, a little bit more leniency there than we would with just a Roundup because you do have a root uptake, unlike Roundup itself. But even with that, I would make sure there's clear evidence that you got a good snootful of the dicamba in the plant. So a lot of twisting and curling around, a lot of evidence that you got good uptake itself. Temperature is a big part of that. Today being 75 degrees almost out there, it'll help move that along uh, a little bit faster in itself. In earlier podcast, we talked about August weather affecting soybean fill. We talked about that last 14, 15 days of August with the poor solar radiation and the poor ET rates affecting some of our bean fill. So those beans that hit that window, that last part of August, and they're only R5, R5 and a half, they lost some of their yield punch. They were still big beans, lots of pods, but the bean size was affected. Beans that were in late R6 or R7 when that uh, stretch of weather came in, they actually filled pretty good ahead of that, and they were in pretty good shape, which means it tipped the hand towards early planting as well as earlier maturing hybrids out there. Then we ran into wheat beans that hit the R5.5 in September, and we're running, again, high ET rates uh, and good solar horsepower at the end of September. We're finding some of those in the mid-40s. Well, our last bean plot came out this week, and it was planted the last week in May, and it was a 3.8 bean, so a fairly late bean. It finally got ripe enough to cut this week. It's been green with leaves on it uh, forever, it seems like. But when they got in to take that plot out, the bean yields went back over 75 bushel. And I do believe it was the September fill that gave it the kick that kept it moving the way it was out there itself. So a situation where what can we learn from this? I think it may be diversity. You know, Trying not to have the whole crop at R5.5 at the same time. 
We'll spend quite a bit of time kicking this around. I think this winter itself. One disturbing thing this week that came in is I got a number of calls about, um, and in one case, actually saw it with my own eyes. Guys are wanting to fall strip till with 28% in the fall here, thinking they could stabilize that with some thiosol. And I know in many cases right now, 28% is actually cheaper than anhydrous ammonia. It's been a long time since we could see or say something like that. Besides the fact that it was 74 degrees today, no way does this make sense. First of all, 28% is 25% nitrate already. There is no way to protect nitrate from leaching. It'll be moving the first rain that we get. Second, thiosol is a very weak when it comes to protecting nitrogen. There's enough there that you can say it protects it, but nothing compared to some of the inhibitors on the market today. No matter what you're told, putting 28% down in a strip in the fall is not a good plan. At first, I thought you guys were just trying to pull my chain until I actually saw it for myself today. Guys, this is not a good deal. Our soil testing crews are on top of the testing as it winds itself down for the season. Big, big thank you to you guys for calling in those fields and keeping us abreast as harvest went on. Uh, probably one of the smoothest soil testing falls I think the crew's seen out here itself. To fellow deer hunters, we wish you a safe and successful harvest this weekend. To the rest of you guys, keep her safe, keep her moving.